Hey, hey, you're listening to Wannabe A Pop Culture Podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. And here we are again. Here we are again. I apologize if I sound a little bit snuffly. Is that a word? I don't know. Snuffly. But, um, sniffly. Sniffly, because allergy season has taken me right by the balls. Which is quite concerning because, you know, I uh, went to the supermarket earlier and I too have, my allergies probably aren't as intense as yours, but they're, they're creeping up. And I was in the supermarket and I really wanted to sneeze, but I was like, there's no way that I can do that in the supermarket. No, there's a stigma with I mean, sneezing, but there's also... Yeah, I had a mask on, but... Well, as as you should, it is now kind of strongly advised yeah. to wear a to wear a mask anytime you go out in public here in in Los Angeles. I think the funny thing is, like, I'm pretty sure that it's just allergies, even though one never knows these days. And so, like, I sit there and I'm like, is this an allergy or is this Miss Rona? <laughs> but I mean, you literally haven't been anywhere. So technically, no, like you haven't interacted, you haven't done anything. So there's literally no way that Rona's coming into your apartment. No, but I did go grocery shopping. So I mean, one never knows. I have received a few packages and I'm hearing that it could be, you know, I don't know. I'm feeling like I started out this week feeling very optimistic about things. And then I don't know. If we take a turn. Well, it's not that I've taken a turn. It's just I feel less optimistic at the end (laughs) that is a turn i will say that i for some reason and i don't know why this has been the general consensus to most people that i've spoke to this week um except you with the information you've just given me but um the this week has been quite positive for everybody and it's been a quick week it's been a positive week it's felt like a busy week even though technically uh, you know those of us that aren't really doing any work somehow the week has felt busy and it's gone very quickly and I feel in good spirits most for the most part no no I feel in good spirits too and the weather has been super nice but I think I've stopped watching the news but then of course when I turn it on we have had um, the largest number of deaths to date here in Los Angeles due to coronavirus so it is quite serious out there despite how you know nice the weather is and how I've been busy with work and you've been busy and yeah. it, just, it feels like of things course, are returning to normal, but, but they're not. They're not. And I, that, that you do get lulled into this false sense of security because of the sun and because of if you don't read anything and you don't listen, it feels like things are normal aside from the fact you can't go out and do anything. But I think the key thing to remember, this is what I'm doing and this may be factual this may not be don't take my word for it uh i could be completely naive and irresponsible by saying well please okay okay are you trying to be no 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 not at all i'm not that stupid but my so my perception is from information that i have read is that a lot of cases are being so a lot of deaths and things like that are still being classed as coronavirus, even though maybe the coronavirus didn't actually kill anybody during that thing. Like it was the catalyst, like it was what brought them into the hospital, but they didn't die of. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, like it's like a chain of events. Okay, sure. But that's I, a terrible, that's a terrible analogy because then you can compare it to HIV AIDS, which nobody technically dies from HIV AIDS. It's just it weakens your immune system no, it, so much but, that you end up dying from like yes. a pneumonia or a flu. I, no, exactly. But that's, but I, it does make me wonder, like, you know, with the limited testings and all of like all of the things that we really don't have enough information about, like what 
I would like to know what the actual real number is. Of, but, but we'll never like, know. Actual. But that's what I'm saying. So all we can do is remain positive. Yeah, absolutely. We can remain positive, but we can also be very upset with the government of the United States for not having enough testing available. That's the only way this is going to get back to normal is when everyone knows whether they've had it, don't have it, or, you know, there's a vaccine, which could be in the next 18 oh, months. So yeah, it's going to, we're going to, it's definitely, this isn't the end and it is going to definitely go on a long time in different ways. You know, we obviously won't be doing this the whole time where we're just not able to go out. That, that, I don't think that will be a situation, but I think what will happen is, is we'll lax and then it will flare up and then we'll have to come back and it's just going to keep bouncing back around. For sure. For That's, sure. You know, it's going to be, we're, we're, you have to just take it day by day. And that exactly. is why we are here. We are here to bring you joy <laughs> in a time when most of you can't go anywhere. If you have an essential job, like a nurse or a doctor or a grocery store worker, I just want to say thank you because thank you. I, I don't know how you find the strength to do it, but thank you for doing it. Absolutely. Like, I mean, already those types of jobs are just hardcore as it is, but like today and now, like that's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's just a different, so, it's a different, different world that we live in now. And it's also a different podcast. As we mentioned last week, this is not going to be solely focused on the Spice Girls, but we will always talk about them when there is absolutely boy Spice Girls. When boy. there is, when there is, Voice girls. <laughs> when there is Spice Girls news, we will always start off with that. If there isn't any Spice Girl news when we're doing a podcast, then so be it. It doesn't get brought up. But luckily, this week we've had quite an influx of Spice Girl activity. I would say not news activity. Well, yes, right. It is. You know, it is one Miss Victoria Beckham's birthday tomorrow. Oh, all, all the best people have their birthday in April. Oh, well now, I mean, we, if you've been listening to us since the inception of this podcast, you know that we have been a tad bit harsh with Miss Beckham for a variety of reasons, mainly because she didn't fucking participate in the 2019 Spice Girls reunion. No, but also because she's the best Spice Girl to ride, you know, like you can ride her hard <laughs> in, a, in a comedy Sense. Yes, and we do give her lots of praise because I do think that I, I really wish that she had kind of transitioned her career into more of a acting because I think she's a brilliant comedic actress. Oh, she's, a, she's absolutely should have done comedy. Oh my God, even her reality show was hilarious. Like she just knows how to make things funny and she's very mm -hmm. much not a funny person by like just looking at her. Well, I mean, limited people are funny just by looking. Also, you shouldn't really just look at somebody and just deem no, them as funny no. by the way they but, look. But I don't mean like... What are like, you talking about? Like, some people just have, like, a funny expression to them. Like, you look at them and they bring you joy. Like, well, you can yes. tell that person's funny. Like a Maya Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just I look at Maya's what you face it's, and she looks funny. Yes, yes. Because she's, because she's expressive and animative. I don't know that animative is the word. But it's, it's not animated Victoria, what you're looking for. But I like the word animative, so I'm going to bring that to the forefront of today's podcast. But Victoria Beckham is very dry. She's very still. She's very uh, flat-faced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, she's very... Uh, what's the word? Frozen. Like, she doesn't have much expression. She doesn't have much expression, but... Um... If you listen to our Spice World, the movie episode, she really is the highlight of that film for me. I think she just 100%. really takes something that could be so stupid and just makes it stupid in the most funny of ways. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so it is her so, 46th birthday tomorrow. Wow, that's creeping up, isn't it? That's creeping up on that um, age spectrum. Oh no, don't you start. No, I'm not going to go don't there. Don't you go there. You just after, called her flat-faced, so. After I did this with Jerry, I won't do this with Victoria. Um, no, but, so yeah, so it's her birthday tomorrow. What is the date tomorrow? Do we know? April 17th. It's the 17th. April 17th. Um, she'll be 46. And she's doing quite an interesting way to celebrate, right? I mean, I wouldn't say interesting in today's standards because everyone as we talked about last oh, no. week is yes. doing an instagram live and queen victoria beckham is no exception tomorrow she's gonna do a instagram live for her birthday with a dj i don't remember his name right now fat tony hold on it it's don't quote me it was fat something it was, it was fat something. isn't it always fat something but um dj fat tony dj fat face fat face <laughs> flat face i think it is dj fat tony um, it's, I mean, it's, who cares? Yeah, it's Fat Tony. Um, yeah, he's an English DJ. We don't know DJ. who he is. Anyway, he's okay. going to be p playing her favorite tunes. He's taking over her Instagram live, and you I know, wonder what her favorite tunes are. Well, oh. it, she better fucking play the Spice Girls. She, she's, she'll play the Spice Girls because she she likes she likes that whole viral activity of, you know, what she's like. When she needs to be a Spice Girl, she'll be a Spice Girl. But otherwise, she'll just ignore it. If she doesn't play out of your mind, I'll be really upset. Well, she's not actually playing anything. It's Fat Tony that's playing it. So we'll see so, what, what I, Fat Tony so, wants to play. So, but you sent me the article, I did read it, and it wasn't very clear to me. So are we gonna be in Fat Tony's house or are we gonna be in Victoria Beckham's house? I think it's probably gonna be what everyone else has been doing where, you know, she starts the live and then she brings him on and then he um, will DJ. She Here's her exact quote on um, her Instagram. Tomorrow's my birthday. DJ Fat Tony has given me the best birthday present, a playlist of all my favorite songs to share with everyone. Instead of gifts this year, I've asked my friends and family to donate to the Children's Society. Um, and then she says a lot of great things. Tony will be going live on my Instagram tomorrow at 8 p.m., which is 4 p.m. on the East Coast and 1 p.m. here in the U.S. Turn the music okay. up and have a dance in your living room slash kitchen slash bedroom. Then my concern with this is that fat tony is just logging into her instagram account and we may not see her i wouldn't be surprised that's that's how it reads to me i yes i, like, I think it's, it's, a, when, it's a when bit you, of tricky wording. when you take over someone's instagram it's like you know let's do a so-and-so takeover like you basically just tweet from their account pretty much so so we may not see her we probably won't see her but fat tony please play some spice girls play some out of your mind Play some Don't Mess With This Groove. Um, and also, Let Your Head Go. Oh, her best song in my But you know, we will be actually seeing her because um, maybe not tomorrow. Mm. However, there is a huge, huge event on television this Saturday organized by Lady Gaga. Um, and Victoria David. Oh my God, it's a huge benefit concert. Um, I will look it up in a second. Is this American or global? It's global. Okay. It's global. It's, um, it's organized I, by Lady Gaga and to raise money, obviously, for everything that's going on right now with coronavirus. Victoria and David are participating. Celine Dion, Oprah, Jennifer Lopez. Oh. It's definitely like the the star the event. Oh, I have, this has passed me by today. It Was this announced today? No, this has been cooking for at, oh. le at least a week now. It's been cooking. Oh, literally none the wiser. None the wiser, guys. None the wiser. Well, that's okay. And so so we, we will hopefully get some, some screen time with Victoria some point. I do hope so. 
I do hope so. But Emma Bunton did do some stuff on Twitter this week. Did you did you follow in? I did. No, no, I did notice. But I'll tell you what happened is I um haven't been like super super focused. But I've been I saw a whole bunch of Emma tweets and people tweeting Emma's favorite things or Emma's this, Emma's that. For a second, I got worried and thought something had happened to her. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, don't I can't even think about that day. So, so I don't know. You fill me in on Emma. Well, uh, so basically, it was actually um, my old friend who I've mentioned before on the podcast, Chris, Chris Stroud, um, who is connected with them and, you know, sometimes has given us some information, etc. Um, he, it was his initiative that Emma do a one-year anniversary Twitter Q&A fan thing for My Happy Place, mm-hmm. because it was a year ago that she released her album and so it was basically just a question and answer type thing where you could ask her anything and she was you know giving you some insights some information into different music videos um i posted my favorite picture of us together um from 2006 i I hate the photo of myself it's absolutely hideous i look disgusting but you know what it's like it's the same with your scary spice picture you look terrible but of course you have to tweet it out because it's the Spice Girls. Of course. And um, even if you look bad, it doesn't matter because so few people have had that experience. So exactly. you embrace, so, but she, embrace the ugly she people. Fa- she favorited it. Mummy Bunton favorited it. I mean, they've seen it before because I, I post it a lot. <laughs> um, but it was actually really fascinating. And it was a really good um, way to connect with everybody. And I just think, like, I know we complained last week about the Instagram lives. They are kind of annoying. They've slowed down, no, no. I will say. We didn't complain about the Instagram lives. We complained about everyone that shouldn't be going live on Instagram going live on going Instagram. Live. I would love to have Correct. Mariah Carey go live on Instagram. I would love to even have Madonna go live on Instagram. And I hate Madonna's Instagram. That's the one negative thing I'll say about Madonna. But I would love any Spice yeah. Girl to go live. Um, it's fun. It, it gives you a little sneak peek into their lives. And that's why I love Melanie yeah. P's Q&A last week. Oh, she did one today also. Oh, um, did you watch? I think she's making, uh, I didn't, but she was having a lot of internet problems. Um, I did see she tweeted the internet company and was like, somebody needs to fix my internet. Oh, is that your um, Melanie C impression? <laughs> that was my greatest Mel C impression. Uh, but she, yeah, so, but they have been quite active this week. Yeah. Which has been great. For it's sure. Been great to see them. Mel B did a few little tweet uh, Instagrams. Jerry so, did a little bit here and there. Oh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry! Did you see her? Did you see her trying to be a mother and a wife and a cook? <laughs> I, <laughs> did. I did. She, she is terrible in the kitchen. Terrible. But that's okay. And I feel like no, of course it's fine. But she, I just feel like she has this perception of herself that we know and we joke about that she's you know this godly being of Mother Teresa, and she in the kitchen she is not. Well, she is terrible. We can't have but it But I all. like to see it. I like to see it. Yeah, I, I like to see them all stepping out of their comfort zone, anyone stepping out of their comfort zone, really, except we're not really stepping out of our comfort zone because if you're just tuning in, I know we said that it wasn't a Spice Girls podcast, <laughs> and right now it very much sounds like it is. So you look, if, you're, if you're listening to be here for the pop culture, then feel free to skip in until you hear something you like. If you are here to for the Spice Girls and not the pop culture, listen to this bit and then turn off. I don't care. But you should do know the Spice Girls connect to all facets of pop culture. And our initial they reason do. for bringing up Victoria Beckham's birthday is because someone else has a birthday coming up next week. Who could it be? 
the Queen of England. Yes. Yes. That's me, guys. <laughs> it's true. Actually, next week uh, is a bunch of birthdays. It's, it's a big. It's the Queen of England. It's the Queen of West Fine. Hollywood, uh, James Stapleton. Yes, <laughs> your mother's birthday, and also my father's Beautiful birthday. Mind. Oh, what day is your dad's birthday? The twenty fourth. Oh, okay. It's a good month for. I mean, it was my brother's birthday on Monday. Like this is all. It's the It's the big birthday month. Yeah, so how are you? Um, how will you be celebrating this year? We cannot be together. No, unfortunately, um, we won't be together this year. But I think uh, I'm going to be going to my friend's house. Now, don't get concerned, guys. Don't start having a go at me. They're not in their house. It's an empty house. They're out of the country. I have been for some time. I won't be back. And they have a very glamorous house with a pool. And they i think that we're going to go there and you know just have a pool day basically and stay overnight and just be in a bit more of a luxe surrounding for sure which is when you brought that idea up to me um it made me think of the time once upon a time when i used to live in my own mansion <laughs> well it wasn't yours <laughs> it was fucking mine for a year and a half and it was wonderful <laughs> And Basically. I just think of how, I, I mean, it would be so cool <laughs> to live there during a quarantine because it did have a pool, hot tub, like just lots I of mean, space, very vast. Very much space. Close to, the, close to the supermarket, but far enough away for it not to be annoying and loud everywhere. It was the ideal quarantine location. That backyard with the pool. Oh yes. My God. And I mean, <sighs> neither here nor there now i'm very happy in my apartment being solo but <laughs> in your ivory tower we will have to find some way to celebrate your birthday without uh, us we'll all being together we'll, we'll try and suss it out we for my brother's 30th birthday on monday we did like a group it's kind of what everyone's been doing just a group call group facetime birthday cake blah 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 so we can figure something out honestly i'm not too pressed i did have two birthdays last year so i feel like i kind of You've made yeah. up for it. Yeah, it's like you I've made up you were it. wise beyond your years as always. You knew that, that this year you would not be celebrating. So last year you decided to do two birthdays. Yeah. And I didn't even plan anything this year, which was interesting. Because you know me, I do like to have a plan. He loves and a I plan. I did not plan a damn thing. And I think that that was my foresight. Do you remember when I think we had my, it was my, it must have been my 30th when you had no idea not that I'm 30, you had no idea what a ice cream cake was. Oh my God, I still am a bit confused to this day. It was very concerning. But I mean, listeners, please, like, you guys have heard of ice cream cakes, especially if you're American, it's very... Uh, yes. I, I mean, I love how I kept telling you, I was like, just go to, like, any grocery store, check the frozen food section, there will be a Carvel cake, and you fucking turn this town up upside down trying to find, like, a fancy ice cream cake. Well, because I, I was like, surely there's, you know, this is Los Angeles. Surely I can get my hands on a, a, a premium ice cream cake. Like, where is the Sprinkles ice cream cake? Where is the Haagen-Dazs ice cream I'm cake? not a premium like, girl. I'm a cheap. I am. I have to it, eat that. But it's the one <laughs> cake that I like, and it's because it's ice cream. I don't, I'm not, I'm just not a fan of, like, no, it's, you know, Ugh, I've actually, was... in the last few days, I've had, like, such an intense, like, sugar craving for, like, chocolate and even cake. I was like, should I bake a cake? And I'm like, no, what the fuck am I going to bake a cake for? For what? <laughs> you can cake it, you can bake it and then put it in the freezer and just have it over a long period of time. Yeah, but that's not, that's, then it's just going to be saying. in my freezer and I'm, you know me, I don't I like many cake things. In my freezer. Well, yeah, because you love cake, though. 
I do love a cake. I usually make a cake every week, regardless. That's a lot of cake. I know. This is, yeah. This is why I'm a bit bigger. Last year, you you repurposed mm, a cake that you made into my birthday cake, but then you wouldn't let me eat it. Uh, You didn't really want it anyway. That's true. Let's be honest. I wasn't going to waste my cake on you. But I think I did have a slice, maybe. You probably had a slice, but there's no way. Like, it sounds like I'm mean, but ultimately, I know you too well, and there's no point me wasting things on you that you're not going to enjoy. No, right? and I do, I do love. If I had to pick like a dessert that I would love, it would be. Gosh, I just love ice cream. That's why I love the ice cream cake. But I also That's like. Fine. I love a key lime pie. I love an oh, apple I the, pie. I, I had the best key lime pie last Friday from the local restaurant. Oh yes, obviously takeout. Obviously takeout. Um, must, taste on Melrose. I was about to say taste on Melrose. Yeah, it does the best key lime pie. I never don't think I've ever really had one before I, I, or didn't pay attention to what they were. It was so good. It was so good. Anyway, on that note, I feel like we should probably take a little break. I might go and get a piece of cake and then we can come back and uh, delve into some other topics. You fat bastard. All sound? right, we'll be right back. Okay, bye. Welcome back. You're listening to Wanna Be a pop culture podcast i'm james and i'm john and you almost said spice girls didn't you i really did almost say it but listen you said you wanted to take me on a journey i'm ready where are we going (laughs) well you know really quickly too i do want to say again as i said last week if you have any feedback if you want us to talk about things just tweet us instagram us however you want to reach us just reach us but anyway (laughs) since we have sort of you know been talking about things to do at home which is really just watch tv that's all i've done Tonight on ABC, there was like a Disney sing-along version Mm. of the Disney songs. And I have to say, right before we started doing this, I was listening to Ariana Grande do I Won't Say I'm In Love from Hercules. And it's phenomenal. Really? Truly. Like, she clearly went into a studio and recorded her vocals for this because it was, it was like pitch perfect and it wasn't live and it was obviously edited. She had a whole bunch of different versions but um i was literally dancing around my apartment listening to i won't say i'm in love from hercules it's one of my favorite disney songs and so disney is such a huge part of everyone's life so i wanted to know like what's your favorite disney song oh my god you just need to spring it on me like this this is so difficult you don't have it at the top of your head i have like my top five ready to go yeah oh well if that's a top five i can do it but you said what's my top one well let's go with your top one (laughs) So and my top one, I, I feel like the one that I go to the most, oh, this is just, for me it's difficult. I feel like the one I go to the most is Part of Your World. Oh. And I feel like that's a bit generic, maybe, because, you know, it's such a popular number. Um, but for me, I feel like if that's, if in a rapid fire round, that's what I would say. No, and I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's, that's the truth. It's not on my top five list it's a beautiful song actually jessica simpson did a great cover of it um like maybe 15 years ago but what i want to talk about with little mermaid is actually something that sparks a little bit of controversy in my head is i spent like my like i was like ariel is such a terrible role model for kids you know she just like wants to like be something that she's not and she's always just like unhappy with who she is and i don't think that's a good message to send but 
I have in done today's in, society. You no, know, I've done a full spin on her yeah. because I actually think, and hear me out, that she could be the first kind of trans princess because yes. I truly think that she believes and feels in her yes. body and soul that she was born to be a human. A human. I agree. No, I absolutely agree with you. And I'm actually pleased you've said this because for so long, there's been this whole, you know, joke about she's the worst role model, blah, de, blah, de, blah, kind of the same sort of reference that you get from Sandra D from Greece, the movie where she is the nice girl and then she switches to become a bad girl to get with John Travolta. That is definitely changing who you are. Yeah, to get and that's back. an example yes, of a bad role model. Exactly, but you're right to, to bring Ariel into the matter and say that it's a very different situation because she was not happy with who she was before she even saw him. Exactly, and I think that's the point that I kind of missed as as younger because you know she didn't as younger um, because she didn't she didn't really. You're right; she wasn't changing anything to be with someone. She was changing it no. because she really was in her mind something else. Exactly. And I she is our first trans. Exactly. Disney character. And I think that's like that just shows the film came out in 1989. I think it just is way ahead of its time and I think that's part of the reason why it transcends the test of time is because anyone that watches Ariel can kind of take that whole attitude of, you know, I don't need to be what you want me to be or exactly. who you think I should be. I just need to be exactly who I am. And, yes. And well done. I, and I think actually we should we should send that message out a lot more. And somehow I'm going to start bringing that into more conversations. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a great it's a great and valid point. I rarely agree with anything you have to say, <laughs> but <laughs> I agree with you. Well, to tie it back to the Spice Girls too, it's it's very much their whole message of like be yourself. And be I think yourself. that is the most important lesson in life is just to be yourself. Be who you are meant to be. Anyway, yes. I, I thank you for bringing up The Little Mermaid. I had no idea it was going to wow. go on a transgender wow, that... tangent. <laughs> no, neither did I. But yeah, um, so your favorite song is from Hercules. <laughs> it is, but I would say, as much as I, again, now I'm going to be real, as much as I love Ariel and I love the whole message that I just talked about, Little Mermaid has never really been like my favorite Disney but I think film. it's your age. I think it's your age because you're that bit younger than me. So no. I was around. Yes, it's a hundred percent age. No, I grew 100%. up watching that movie. I think I'm just not a fan but of like it, underwater things. It's like a, like finding oh Nemo. Gosh. I think it's great, but like, can I? I'm just not like a sea creature. Like Moana, beautiful. Get me away from the water. <laughs> oh my the, god! Put me in the oh. fucking snow. Give me Elsa. So Anna. Yeah, so you're um, you don't like the sand. You can't relate to Aladdin. No, you actually, you... Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. Well, that's sand-based. You hate going to the beach. That's true, but I love tigers. <laughs> okay, tiger king, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and you do like a monkey too. Actually, you are kind of like a monkey. You're I am. A well, like a I'm a little bit like Jafar, and this we have the same shape. <laughs> 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 just long and thin. You're just long and thin. Actually, um, I've never noticed that before. Sometimes when you do grow your beard up, you do get a bit Jafar-ish. Well, uh, you know, this is another Disney topic that has been a hot button issue over the years. It has nothing to do with me looking like Jafar. But the fact that Disney um, kind of paints all their villains as LGBT figures. And if you mm. think about it, you really do mm. get that message. And I think that uh, while Ariel might be like the transgender queen that we didn't know we had, Disney has been kind of sending this whole message into kids that, you know, gay people are, are bad. evil. 
I mean, Jafar yeah. is clearly a little bit homosexual. Um, uh -huh. Ursula was inspired by lesbian. an actual drag queen. She was inspired by Divine. Oh. Okay, I thought she was a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, she very well could be. I don't. I don't know. But... She's. I mean, come on. If you're watching The Little Mermaid and you say Ursula, you don't think drag queen. You think lesbian. I think drag queen. I don't know. She's so animated. No. She Ursula is. Well, first of all, she was designed after a drag queen, but okay, she well, is very yeah. animated, and her songs are very drag cabaret esque yeah no they are but to me i i know i i have met some women in my lifetime that look like ursula and they were lesbians so that's all i can say wow again there's no but, what, but <laughs> listen we're gonna say things sometimes that people don't agree with it's fine move on that's true who's your favorite disney villain um oh my god I wish you could have let me prepare for this. No, this because... is part of the fun. This is this is Yeah, but I but I sometimes can't think of all of the Disney movies. And it's, like, it's okay um... to talk it out because I think that one thing is my favorite and then as I'm talking I'm like, "Oh, actually, something else." Again, I don't want to be generic and say as is my favorite, but there's something maybe about the little mermaid that must be my favorite movie of all time that I didn't realize because she would be my go-to villain in a way. Well, I think she's amazing. I think she's one of the best villains. I think that I movie know. is one of the best musical films of all time. I think... I mean... I think there's a lot of great villains. Like, I think Maleficent is probably the most evil. Mm -hmm. Yes. Unless you watch the live action, then it was fucking terrible. But um, mm -hmm. I have a soft spot now for Cruella de Vil. I think she's very... Just... Misunderstood. Misunderstood, but also just very iconic in a way. Like, just... Her look and I mean, her... Cruella was great, to be fair. Like, she's a great villain, but there's something for me in the British Disney movies that I don't love. Um, of course, I love them. Like, wait, let me backtrack a yeah. second. Love Mary Poppins, love Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Was that even Disney? Probably. Yep, that's Disney. Um, like, I love them, of course, but... There's something about them that don't have the same, I don't know, it's for me, maybe it's because I'm British, I don't know, but I don't have that same connection. Like 101 Dalmatians to me isn't as exciting as Aladdin or like no, and the I, story I, is too real. Well, I think that also goes back to age, as you mentioned earlier. It's like we grew up in the era of from Little Mermaid to about Pocahontas, like 1989 and 1995, mm. it was just those iconic Disney films that really stand the test of time and the old ones do too it's just it's just a oh. different era 101 dalmatian yeah. cartoon is from the 1960s um, yeah it's so. like the the peter pan the cinderella the all of those things from the years gone by for know? sure i mean cinderella is even we don't... cinderella is 1950 it even goes back a, a decade further um, yeah so you do have a different relationship with these types of these types. it's exactly what i said earlier it's to do with age you just you poo-pooed me no, I didn't poo-poo you. Now you're I think, no, I was disagreeing with you because you said I wasn't of the age of Little Mermaid, where I very much grew up in oh, that okay. era. Um, I think, did you know that Emma Stone is actually going to play Cruella de Vil in an upcoming I live did. action? I did remember this story. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it either because I think she's too young. Too and, young. And Glenn Close just did a phenomenal job. Although, mm. have you ever seen 102 Dalmatians? Uh... I can't say that I have. Well, you should probably keep it that way because the original 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close from 1996 
is excellent. But then the sequel? I remember that. How did the sequel even get written, let alone made? But Glenn Close signed on. She was there for both films. Um, oh, wow. Oh, maybe I'll whack it on this weekend just for fun. I mean, it's definitely a fun mess of a, of a film. Probably direct to video. Yeah, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you um, need it. But did, did you decide who your favorite villain was? Did you put, did you put a stamp on it? I'm going to put... This is a tough one. Okay. Oh, oh, now it's tough. Well, no, it's been tough because it's Cruella in terms of like in a funny sense, and then it's Maleficent in terms of like the one I think is an actual villain, and then so it's your favorite villain. Don't worry about the well, what no, you should be thinking. But I do love Maleficent. I th but there's all I have a soft spot for, and he's not even a real villain. Lucifer, the cat in Cinderella, I think is fucking hilarious. And what? Oh my god. I'm gonna send you so many gifts of Lucifer. Um, he's I just. I don't think who that is. He's the mean cat in Cinderella who is. I don't remember. I don't remember Cinderella. I have to be honest. You need to go back and brush up on your fucking <laughs> Disney princesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm gonna go put a stamp on it. It's gonna be my favorite villain is gonna be Maleficent, actually. And my favorite Disney princess is, can you guess, can you guess, can you guess, can you guess, can you guess? Oh, very good. Yeah, Pocahontas is not even a, a like, hard choice. Well, she's definitely the smartest, I'll say. Bestiality? Well, controversial topic again. Do you think that Belle from Beauty and the Beast had a little bit of case of Stockholm Syndrome? For sure, but it... <laughs> well, yes, that should be the first thing. Yeah. What I love about Belle is that she is not afraid to be who she is in the sense that, like, I'm a smart woman. But the thing is, like, you know, she doesn't like Gaston because he's a buffoon, and that's true. And he's a womanizer, and he's terrible. But, like, is the Beast really Belle's, like, intellectual match? Because I don't think he is. What am I doing? No, she's absolutely right in that sense, but I still don't think he's her intellect. I think he would bore her after a few years when he's like, I don't want to fucking read another book, Belle. Who doesn't? Did you ever see Beauty and the Beast on Broadway? You don't like musicals, do you? What about West End? Excuse me.
Well, I guess this is going to turn into a Broadway podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Which are? I've never actually seen. I don't know if I'd like it. I don't love, like, musical comedies that much. Although Spamalot is great. I, Wicked was my first Broadway show. Um, I saw it twice on Broadway and once actually on the West End when I was in London. Um, it's definitely the most family friendly, but it's very sugar water. Like it's not, I mean, it's a good show, but there's so much better out there. Well, it's just funny that I'm saying that, too, because I was fucking obsessed with Wicked in high school. I had the Wicked coffee table book. I have my playbill signed by Adina. I've met Kristen and Adina. I've gone on the full Wicked journey. I'm waiting for that fucking movie to come out. Um, so I do love Wicked, but it's just... Um, It's not that I change my mind, it's that I evolve and I have to dig deep sometimes to figure out what my feelings are about something and that's okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. We can address them after the break, but I think everyone, Disney is universal and I think everyone can pull something from the Disney catalog that makes them happy in times of Corona. Aladdin is very sexy. Gummy Bears is such an underrated gem. I feel like a lot of people don't know about it, but I grew up watching Gummy Bears. I don't think I remember it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Song of the South. It's about Br'er Rabbit. Hey, do you know what Song of the South is? Because if not, I'm going to educate you really quickly. <laughs> Song of the South, the, the ride that Splash Mountain is based off of, is um, from the 1940s. It's actually a very, very racist film. That That is why it has been so wrought with controversy over the years. It's it's very plantation-like. The crows are about like Jim Crow. It's Yes, you're right. Splash Mountain should be about the gummy bears and not Br'er Rabbit.
It's true. It's true. The controversy would disappear. Shall we take a break? What are we going to talk about? Absolutely. Have some new TV recommendations to, to start out. We're good. Welcome back to Wannabe, not a Spice Girls podcast, a pop culture podcast. I'm John. Well, you know, we're recording later than we usually do, so I figured I'd bring energy. Tipsy-whipsy. So shall we discuss The Real Housewives? Season 10. Yes. In one word, my one word would just be Denise. It's um <laughs> well I thought I thought um you know Beverly Hills is in my opinion one of the weaker shows in the franchise even though it is one of the most celebrated because it is the most aspirational I think it's the one where you you do have the richest women you do want to see like the fabulous life but I think Beverly Hills has either a really great season or a really dull season and we're we're coming off on like in my opinion, like two really dull seasons. And so things needed to change. And mainly, I'm very, very happy that Lisa Vanderpump is off the show. Exactly. She's, I mean, she is the face of the franchise in a way, but like not one iconic moment has she had in 10 years. She hasn't delivered any funny one-liners. Like she hasn't given me a moment of drama. No, I agree. You see, you, you're right. There's nothing, it's nothing like a Kim Richards who really delivered or a Brandy Glanville who delivered or even like a fucking like Eileen like has given us more than Lisa Vanderpump did. I didn't either. Yeah. I I felt the same way. 
uh, it was kind of similar to Real Housewives of New York because I was watching, I was like, oh, I forgot Bethany was on this show. Like, just when you think you're going to miss someone, and I never thought I was going to miss Lisa Vanderpump, um, you realize like, oh, I didn't even realize that they weren't here. But what I loved about the premiere of this episode, as I told you last night, the one thing that we did talk about was that they started the season off on a trip and they were always filming together because there's nothing that drives me crazier on these housewife shows than I don't need to see another scene of them by themselves packing a fucking suitcase with their fucking children. I do not give a fuck. I want to see them out to lunch together. I want to see them traveling. I want to see them fighting about which room they're going to get. Like that is the petty drama that I want. Um, For sure. Exactly. It was perfect. And right away, we're right in the action. Just, uh, what did you think about the new girls? Well, I think she doesn't have a diamond. I think it was initially she was supposed to be a full-time housewife, but I think they demoted her. Um, we're talking about Sutton, who was introduced as Lisa Rinna's friend. She's Southern. I think she's fine, but she struck me as coming on a bit too strong, like trying to have little jabs and make fun of people. But I will, I, I, I mean, yes, it has lacked that, but I think Dorit really did a good job of like calling Kyle out about like her faux fashion line. Like Kyle, why, does, why is Kyle having another fashion show? Her, her store here in Beverly Hills just failed with Aline too. Now she has Shahida. Oh my God, yeah. For sure. Yep. Well, I mean, a lot of what Sutton said was thinking after she spoke because she said a lot of it in confessionals, but I will say like, it was funny when she's like, when she's talking about Teddy and the little black romper, cute. Like what she said made sense. It's just, I don't know. I No, I agree. She kind of struck me as like, um, do you remember Dana or Pam as Kim Richards called her? She kind of struck me. Yeah, she struck me as like what, what Dana wishes she was because like Sutton actually has money. Exactly. Um, no, I, I, I enjoyed her. I think 
it was wise for them to keep her as a friend of. She kind of gives me like a Marlo vibe. Like you don't want Marlo too much in because then it's too much. But like Sutton is the perfect amount. And then with Garcelle, I think she's also brings. I think every series of the Housewives needs someone that's kind of like a neutral party. The way Eileen was, the way Cynthia is in Atlanta. I think Garcelle can be that for Beverly Hills. I think she came on really well. Denise? No. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree. I think Erica had a good first season. I think she had a good first season. I agree. I don't think she, I, you know how I feel about Erica. I think she's a one trick pony, but I think what happened with Erica was she, kind of bit into her fame a little bit too much where people like were giving her all this attention so she's like oh this is who I am she came in as Denise's friend yes I mean, I don't think they were really good friends to, to begin with. I think, no, I think Garcelle is smart. I think she's been around the block for a long time. She's on the Jamie Foxx show. Um, she's, she's a well-respected actress. I think she kind of knows the field a little bit. So I, I, I don't see her acting a fool. Oh, of course, because I think Rena's smart. Reality. <laughs> Authenticity. Sure. No, I liked Garza. I think she, I think she breezed in kind of normally and and came in really nice. Like it was almost like an actual breath of fresh air. Like she kind of made everyone feel welcome, and uh, that's that's kind of what I'm excited to see. And those last that last minute of the show last night, woo! Denise Richards, what is? Because you know how I feel about Denise Richards. I don't know why people loved her so much season one because I actually found her quite boring. Um, I think she's fine, but like already I'm like, oh, I need to see everything that Denise is doing now. <laughs> she's fine. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel like she was, it felt like she's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll 
I guess I'll let you guys film my life right now. Here, I'm making a sandwich for my daughter. Like, like kind of like. No. Oh, I mean, anyone that marries Charlie Sheen, I'm going to go with they're a little bit unhinged. Yeah, I I think what I like to see is the way Denise is 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 exactly what you said. She she could control it, and I think she thought that she could control it, but now she's breaking the fourth wall, um, doing this that because things are clearly getting away from her, and it's kind of the opposite of what happened with Kim Fields in Atlanta. Like, whereas I don't know if you remember that, but Kim Fields joined the show, and while she's filming, Kim Fields is like, it was terribly boring. But I think Kim, well, you could see it in Kim's eyes. She's like. Oh. What the fuck show that I sign up for where there are people like literally fighting? Like I think Kim thought it was actually like a housewife show. They're gonna film me at home with my family. And I think that's what Denise wanted her storyline to be. Like, look how normal I can be. And I think thing she's she's kind of lost the plot there. It depends. I think the thing with Beverly Hills too is they fucking know how to drag some shit on though. It's like I hope so, but I don't have the faith in this cast as much as I do in like the New York and Atlanta girls. Like they'll have a fight. The next day, like they're back to talking as if they didn't even have the fight anymore. Like that's what I need. Like keep it moving, bitches. We don't need 17 episodes of a missing dog or even, I mean, but that's been Beverly Hills. Like since season one, like the whole drama that started that show was allegedly Kyle saying behind Camille's back that Camille was only who she was because of Kelsey. Nobody actually heard Kyle say that. We don't know if Kyle said that, but they dragged that shit on for an entire season and it worked. They do. We'll see. Let's do it. Absolutely.
I do watch it live because I keep making the mistake of going on Twitter during its airing, and it drives me fucking crazy because I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be spoiled. Well, I don't know. I think it's part of I, by yourself. The way I'm watching it is is kind of boring. But like when you watch it with friends, it's like okay, like you're watch. It's kind of like an event. You're watching it. Exactly. Well, certainly these days, but do you watch Untucked? I'm not watching Untucked either. I've seen a few episodes, and that's where like the real drama is. But like after 90 minutes of watching Drag Race live, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I need an Untucked. But anyway, this past episode. Go ahead. Yeah, literally, it comes on right after. It's like a 30-minute show. It's just them talking backstage during the judges' deliberation, yeah. I'm fairly certain half hour, and there have been some explosive untucks, but um, I'm here for the main show, and I was here for it this week with the Madonna Challenge, I have to say. That's right. I'm shocked that you're giving Madonna a compliment, but um, she's been relevant in every decade since the '80s, and that's what I love about her. Now, a lot of people, if you haven't watched, I apologize. We're going to spoil some things, so be fair warned. Forewarned. You've had, had time. Yes, there's going to be a new episode tomorrow. But a lot of people were saying that Jan was robbed, and I could not disagree more. I'm sure Jan like was actually more polished throughout and like put on a good show, whereas Gigi probably got the better edit. But Gigi, when she fucking comes on that stage as Madonna... And then does a fucking backflip and heels like she was like she looked like true blue era Madonna and was the true winner. Jen was great. Exactly. No, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think again, Jan is Jan is great, but I think Gigi is is clearly the better um, performer and just the star in general. And again, I love Jan. I do disagree that they put Heidi, Heidi in closet in the bottom two. I don't think that was right at all. 
she did the final Rebel Heart Madonna, where she fucking also killed the choreography. I get what they're saying. She wasn't. She didn't like capture the essence of Madonna, but she wasn't worse than Jackie Cox, who did the Like a Virgin era Madonna. Ugh. Terrible. Yeah, she's she did the Justify My Love era Madonna. It was great. Now I, I think she's also a hidden gem. She just needs to step it up a little bit. Very, very happy that Berta went home. I thought she was terrible. Um Oh, I didn't think, I didn't, as a person, I didn't think she was that bad. But like, as a performer, I was never impressed at all. What song did they do for the lips thing? Because I can't remember right now. Kill me. Dress You Up? No. It was a, it, yeah, but Dress You Up is a Madonna song. How dare you? I have no memory of it right now. Oh, it was, um... Was every was it everybody, or was it burning up? Yeah, yeah, it was burning up. Yeah, it was burning up. Um, which is the, of course. Um, Oh, lip syncing was terrible. Well, you know. But I thought Heidi shouldn't have been in the bottom two at all. I thought she was... She has that star quality, too, that I, I think they're not giving her, like, the fair cut. And and I did note, ever since you know, you talked about Sherry Pie, um, I didn't even notice that they had cut her out of the Frozen episode. Yeah, I didn't notice. I, I, she was. They cut her out of the. They cut her out of the runway entirely for the Frozen episode. She was in the Madonna episode, but like, clearly they are trying. Yeah, clearly the editors are are cutting her down more and more. She's not bad though. Yeah. Oh my God, I loved her Ray of Light Madonna. It was great. But, I'll, but what I what I want to say about Sherry Pie is she had the like Don't Cry For Me Argentina Madonna, which could be a bit boring and she actually made it really funny. So no, for sure. But it's definitely like a slow, like there was really no choreo. choreo I can't say a choreography there, but she still did stuff that made it interesting. No, I don't think I could be a choreography queen either. All those fucking queens, death dropping and fucking stretching. I'm like, how do they like, is that like a pre-requirement to do the show? Because like, there are people that I cannot foresee them doing it and they do it. 
I mean, aside from landing on your groin, just the whole fat, like, it looks like their legs are about to break. Too much. Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, Congresswoman. Well, I I don't think she was dull. I think she's a congresswoman and she can't really she was great. No, she was great. It was actually inspiring to see her and I liked when when I don't remember who it was, but said that they were like really was it Crystal Method that said I'm really proud to see you standing in front of me? Where, no, it was Jackie Cox. It was Jackie Cox. Yes. That moved me. And then the other model, I don't know her name, but she's um she was boring too. Fine. I don't know, I stopped watching America's Next Top Model. Did she win? Oh, America's Next Top Model was iconic back in the day, but then it just got like, ter and they should have, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Too many fucking cycles, but also, when they started letting men on America's Next Top Model, I was like, what's going on here? Go away. Oh, I think we did, right? Definitely not on anymore. But haven't they done it like twice? Didn't they, did they try? I think they tried to replace Tyra for a while and they brought Tyra back. For sure, because nobody is kind of like, it's just a different time now. Yeah, for sure. And I think models in general kind of lost their luster because magazines started using celebrities on their cover a lot more. Um, but also the thing that about Top Model that always cracked me up is like, they always would have like this poor one plus size girl and she's like, I'm gonna be the first plus size winner of America's Next Top Model. And it's like, oh, why are the producers doing this to her? Like, they're never gonna let her win. And then they did let one plus size girl win. Whitney, I think her name was, and she was gorgeous. Um, I don't I can't think of one winner that did well on Top Model, aside from Eva, who is on Real Housewives of Atlanta, Yaya, who was the runner-up to Eva, who became like a pretty successful actress. Oh, Annalise, yes, she did well. She became a full-blown, she became a full-blown actress. The winner of season one dated a Brady, and then she had like a whole five different reality shows with him. Adrian Curry. Ooh, my memory is good today. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if she's still with Brady. Well, yeah, for sure. American Idol only has, what, like five? I mean, two winners that I think have really been amazing which is kelly clarkson yep kelly kelly and carrie but then you have jennifer hudson who won an oscar 
you have Fantasia, who people know, Clay, who people know. Like, there, there are people that are known. I can't tell you one... Yeah, because The Voice is when those reality shows kind of switched, and American Idol did this too, is where it stopped being about the contestants, and it became very much about stunt casting for judges and which judge was going to join the panel. So that's that. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, that, that's all. No, I just want to say if you haven't watched, um, there's a new show called Mrs. America on FX that you should definitely check out with Kate Blanchett. Um, Ozark has been really good. I'm on season three now. Please don't. No, I'm almost done. I'm only I'm only allowing myself one episode a night because I, I'm just trying to like it's very intense. Um and little fires everywhere. What episode are you on? No, I, I I worked on La Casa de Papel. I've gone to Colombia with them. I've gone to Brazil with the cast. Um, I love the cast. It's just, I, I have a different attitude towards it because with La Casa, like since I joined Netflix in October of 2018, I've been working on La Casa de Papel nonstop. So I never really had a La Casa break. Um, but I'm happy that you're enjoying it. You told me about the show. Any other shows? Coming back. So much television. Yes, I encourage you to read a book too every now and then. Anyway. Well, he's always reading on his Kindle too since I've known him, so he's he's doing the thing. Well, now it's time for, for me to go watch the Real Housewives of New York. And I, <laughs> on Twitter, I'm at John Raphael, R-A-P-H-A-E-L. 
And then on Instagram, I am at John Raphael 12. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. No, I actually can't right now. I was just trying to, to rifle through something, but I can't. Maybe I can think of one of my favorites right now. My favorite to kind of play us off would be set your spirit free. It's the only way to be. Ugh, so deep. Which Mel B sang wrong at our concert, I remember. She just had the, because it switches between verse one and verse two. Anyway, I digress. It was great. <laughs> it's been great fun. Um, happy, happy early birthday, and we will chat again soon.